Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who has... Everybody mad. Okay? That's what she got. Everybody mad. Okay? Hashtag Black Ariel. Okay, let me tell you something. Got everybody in a whole huff on all the Instagrams, Twitter, Facebook, everybody's everywhere. in a tizzy. Okay, these poor unfortunate souls. Right. Hear me? Right. Disney said, "Are oh, y'all complaining about a white Ursula? Oh, bet. <laughs> I can do you one better. Right. How about a black area? <laughs> black area. Black ashy area. Oh, ashy. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, big ups to her. We got to talk about this, Marcus, yes. and so much more. Um, let's get ready. Let's get going. Let's going. It's cold pop. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of Cold Pop. I am Marcus Drew Steele. Hey everyone, and this is Trent Rashad. Welcome back. Um, we took a little break for the 4th of July holiday. But, but we, we back with the jump off. Back, 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 back again. Come on. Um, so let's go ahead and hop right into the show. I've got my little drink this time. I know oh last gosh, week. Here you go. I, right. You're not going to undo me this time. I've got my own drink. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm already drunk. Not updo. <laughs> you mean outdo. See, I can already tell that drink. I, that's I, it. I, you ain't going to updo me. You want to. I might have started a little here early. We go. But we're going to be all right. You're not going to updo me. Here we go. You're not going to outdo me. I all said right, what bro. I said. We're going we're gonna to make it through, though. All right. So let's go ahead and get into. Our weekly recap. Let's talk about what happened over the 4th of July holiday. I mean, we had a lot going on. And I'm actually going to take you back a little bit farther than the 4th of July. Oh. Because it's just, I mean, we've been away for a while. so It's been like two it's weeks. It's been too long. It's been too long. So I'm glad to be back here with the listeners, with you. Um, but in that time that we were away, I had family visiting me okay. um, here in the city. And so that was fun. Uh, it's always great hosting. I had one of my nieces come and visit me in Chicago. And so being able to kind of show her the city and all of that is great and beautiful. When I say you showed her the city, like you literally showed her everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you always have to, you know, because when people kind of come, they want to get a little bit of taste of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, taste of Chicago. Right, exactly. And so this has kind of led me to what I think, I'm going to have to start a little side hustle. A little tourism business. Yeah, I'm going to have to start a little <laughs> tourism business for people because I know how nerve-wracking it is. So like, I've now been in Chicago for quite some time, but when I first moved up here, we had lots of friends and family coming to visit and it felt like I was at Navy Pier and the Bean like almost every, every weekend. weekend. Yeah. So... In order to appease all of our Chicagoans who don't want to do all of that tour stuff every time, bring your family and friends down to me, and I will take them on a taste of Chicago. That's what we're going to call it. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, I'm going to copyright that. I think it's already copyrighted. You know what? Okay, you're probably right. So we're going to have to figure out something else. But... Um, that's going to be my little new side hustle. Look for that Instagram page coming soon. <laughs> Everything starts on Instagram. It really does. Check so. the IG page for details. Um, yeah. What else did you do? 
Um, I mean, so 4th of July for me was kind of like a little bit of a bust. I've, you know, we've been talking about how much work and all of that stuff. And so right. I really like took the day off. I took the day off. As I you was, needed. I was in the bed, um, in front of the TV on the couch <laughs> for most of the 4th of July weekend, to okay. be honest. And that's fair. You know, sometimes you just kind of got to get away from it all. You yeah. respite. I know that y'all people were out. And we be were. like, oh, Trent, are you going to make Trent was MIA. I was MIA. I was unavailable. He sent his letters of regret. Yeah. I was not going to be able to attend. Um, all of the functions. Well, I mean, there were quite a few functions, but we we parsed it out pretty well. What Fourth of July? That was a Thursday. We went to a day party, the rooftop party for mm-hmm. Black Pride, um, and then Friday we went to um, the estate party um, that happens every Friday, and no, no, that was overwhelming. That. The no, estate sure. party was overwhelming. Like there was more people there than I. I guess I haven't been to an estate party in a long time because it was packed. Mm. And, like, there were, like, constantly people in your face. And, like, when we left at, like, 2, there was still a line around the block just to get in. Hey. And they were open. They're what? They went into, like, 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah. So go estate. Go David Dodd. Go everybody. Is making, making, doing his own little thing, man. Hey, we see you, bro. So, um, and then... That was Friday, and then Saturday, we all ended up going to Six Flags. That's right, and I did make that yes. um, event, so we Thank were celebrating. You. It should be on time, right? Thanks for being on time. So we um we actually were celebrating a friend's birthday. So um let's give him a shout out. Happy birthday, Brag. I'm not saying happy but, birthday, <laughs> but we uh, went all the Six Flags, and that was a good time. We you know got to ride a lot of rides yeah. and do that. Um, that was my first time going to Great American Illinois, mm-hmm. and so it's literally identical to the Great American San Francisco. Oh, okay. Which I thought was really weird because I felt like I was back in San Francisco. Mm. So, got you. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, you know, everyone on the rides having fun, being scared. I really didn't have any issues until I almost lost that my hat. <laughs> that was. And I apologize for all the families that had children there that were on the ride with me because I was cussing up a storm. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you go to a park and you ain't got your hair done. Right. I didn't have my hair done. And so I just had that hat pinned down <laughs> for life, pinned and glued down. You and need to put some extra bobby pins in Let me in tell you something. That Batman blew that thing right was off. Was it Batman? It, it was, was Batman. Batman, Batman yeah. took yeah. that thing right off. Which is off. surprising. I could have swore like the... Um, what was it, the vertical accelerator or whatever it was? No, or the Superman it. ride would have done it. That didn't do the it. The Batman ride. Go but it was a good time. Good. We good. were wore out, though. And that's also let me know that I'm 30. Like, <laughs> this is 30. Yeah. Two, oh, Sunday, I was. I said, I said my letters of regret. Like, I'm not going to no parties. I'm not doing nothing yeah. else. I'm down for the count. Yeah. So, we were literally there for like eight hours. Yeah, but it was a good time, though. It was. It was. It was nice um, weather. And then the other thing that I did, we went to the, we ended up going to the beach, which you were also MIA for. Yeah, I didn't make that either. Um, I think that what day was. But y'all that? look cute though. I saw y'all photos. Y'all look cute. Thank you, thank you. I got in trouble today because I wasn't supposed to post the photo because one party in the photo um, was not happy with the way said person looked, mm. and and yeah. um, I got a nice little talking to <laughs> after I posted it. But you know what I always say: it's always better to ask for forgiveness than permission. permission. I know that. So story. if you're listening, I'm sorry. It'll be gone in 24 hours. 
And then I posted it. I look great in the photo. Mm. So that's why I couldn't help but post it. No, y'all all looked cute. Everybody looked cute in there. So just, you know, embrace your body wherever it is. <laughs> shady. No, I'm just saying. Ooh, that's shady boots. Wherever it is. No, everyone in that photo looked great. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. like, they need to embrace it. Like, they look good. All right, go on and clear it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go on and Whatever. Clear at, it me, up. at me, bitch, if you got something to say. So, he don't listen to the podcast right. anyway. So, he'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to our newest segment. Um, it's entitled Woo Chow. Um, and we've got a lot to cover today. We do actually have a lot to cover today, so let's move through these pretty quickly. You want to go first? I will. Okay. I first want to give a woo chow to this um, video I saw on Vice. It's It was an LGBTQIA panel discussion that had members of both moderate parties and progressive parties who were all within the community of the LGBTQ community. Okay. And they were debating like issues and stuff like that, and it was a shit show. Vice has been coming with these videos, yeah, the of putting these people together, mm-hmm. and like let's seeing what happens. But it's always done in a way that you know is thought out and that you know brings some different viewpoints. Why was this a shit show? Well, for number one, the moderator, I don't know why they didn't give her a chair. She stood the whole time, and it was just the most awkward thing. What's going on? Like I don't understand. Like I just knew she was uncomfortable. Like everybody else was sitting. And I don't understand why they made her stand. Um, that's not normal, but you know, who am I? You know, that's okay. not neither here nor there. Um, just the people on the panel were very like you feel like you're in the twilight zone. Like you had this white guy who clearly was not hearing anything any of the POCs had to say about like being a person of color in America. And then you had this excuse me, then you had this black guy who was a moderate and like just I felt like I was in a twilight zone listening to him. And like huh. his his responses to everything were just like you can't be serious. I think it goes back again to the statement that I made. I don't think I made it on the podcast, but I made it in our group text about how America sees you as a black person first and a right. gay man second. And mm-hmm. I don't think he quite True. figured that out because he was a Donald Trump supporter. Okay. And I was like, you can't believe that like the policies and stuff that they're trying that the administration is trying to implement benefit you Mm -hmm. because nobody knows you're gay until they meet you. But when they see you, they know you're black. Right. And I don't think that registered with him. And I wish I, I wish I was on the panel because I had so much, I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, no. (laughs) And it was just a woo child for me. Okay. I mean, but you know, it, in his defense, what we don't know what his experience has been, right? And like, he was an older gentleman too. Exactly. Like, and when I say older, I mean like early forties. Okay. Is what he looked, or maybe late thirties. And where was he from? Do we know? Um, the South, as from what I understand. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. Right. Well, that's really interesting. So, I mean, yeah, we don't know what the experience has been. It could be a Clayton Bigsby. Do you remember that Dave Chappelle skit? Mm-hmm. It could be a total Clayton Bigsby Why moment. power? Right, exactly. Um, but but he's not blind. <laughs> very interesting. Um, what um, do you got? Oh, I mean, where? <laughs> let's start off with um, salt and pepper. So, 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 right. Salt and pepper's here. Yeah, exactly. So, salt and pepper have run into a little bit of legal trouble with a group member, of course, from the um, acclaimed salt and pepper group Spinderella. Their DJ is supposedly suing both Salt and Pep uh, for millions at this point. 
saying that she's been cheated um, out of royalties and uh, has not been compensated for certain appearances and performances. Now, this is dating back to 1999. So how, I, and now with us being in 2019, I'm really asking myself, how do you keep showing up for work and you're not getting coin? That's like 20 years. Right. So like, I'm, there's no way I'm about to be going to work for 20 years, doing things, performances, all of this stuff, and I'm not getting paid. So, agreed. Number one, your name is not even in the title of the group. It's so not. So, how much are you really entitled to? Number two... Well, she's claiming that she was... She's she's claiming that she was promised some money. Oh, right. Okay. But millions? So, okay. And like I said, over 20 years, I could see it definitely being millions. So, what it's starting back with is um, Salt and Pepper came out in 1999 with the best of Salt and Pepper album. And so she was supposed to get a third of the royalties from that. Now, that is what she's claiming. She's claiming that she was told that she would get a third of that. Okay. But that money supposedly has never, never come. Can. Okay. And then there have been a series of performances. One of the most recent performances being their uh, 2018 Billboard Music Awards performance, which they came on. And she said that she wasn't compensated for that either. So it seems as though they're kind of picking and choosing exactly what is what she's going to be compensated for, what appearances, and they're basically being the gatekeepers of it. So why now? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think that this all stems from this, um, earlier in the year, she's saying that she was informed by a company called Sound Exchange, okay. which is basically distributes all of the royalties so to artists. Is it distribution? Or yes, it collects just, and okay. distributes. Okay. Um, that... Basically, that Salt and Pepper had been basically paid out over six hundred k over the last decade, but she hadn't seen a dime of it. So, is this a Salt and Pepper problem, or is this the distribution company problem? I think it that I, she should be suing. Mm, good question. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a Salt and Pepper problem because, like I said, I think that they really are the gatekeepers. If the, I mean, it's salt and pepper. Uh -huh. Spinderella is sometimes you you know we've for the past couple of years. Sometimes we see her, sometimes we don't. Right. Um. And I think that they really control when she what those appearances. Yeah. Okay. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if they all have different management too. If they have different management, like if Spinderella had her own manager, and then Salt and Pepper also had right. their separate management. Right. Which would kind of which would kind of speak to something like this happening. Right. Um, and so, so if that's the case, the management, Spinderella's management needs to be fired. She I mean, needs to be suing the the people who's holding the funds unless Salt and Pepper is getting the brunt of the money and they're no. supposed to be distributing it All amongst I know the group is members. that Spinderella came in and said, let's talk about checks, baby. <laughs> let's talk about what I ain't seen. But, she ready to get that money. I just, I can only remember like two songs that she was like actually in anyway. Okay, so don't do that. But I mean, like, she was in What a Man. So you're not going to discredit Spinderella because okay. Spinderella most definitely okay. had a moment in Salt and Pepper. And you're she right. was really cute, really sexy she girl was. on the DJ. She is. Fake DJing. <laughs> right. Hey, Mr. Fake DJing. So we're not going to say that she did not play a part okay. um, in what Salt and Pepper is today. Oh, no, I'm not discounting her from that. I'm just her involvement. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyways. So that's that's what's going on. Hopefully, Salt and Pep, um, y'all can uh, push 
push it a little bit money money her way. They don't got no money, so they're not gonna be. Pushing, they better figure it out. They're gonna be pushing air. <laughs> um, the next thing I got on my list, obviously, the news heard around the world that had entire black Twitter and just social media in white general. Twitter. White Twitter, beige Twitter, Twitter, mermaid Twitter, yeah, every Twitter, Atlantean Twitter. Um, Halle Bailey is being cast as the new Ariel. Yay! And Little Mermaid. Congratulations. Congrats. Absolutely. But of course, with great responsibility becomes, or with great stardom comes great responsibility. And she's right. had to put up with... Heavy as the head that wears the red wig. That wears the fin. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um, no, people have been coming out of the woodworks talking about not my Ariel and let's stick to tradition and let's be really real. Like all of these underlying... Um, well, we just wanted to be as accurate to the original as possible. Like, stop being racist. Please. It's a cartoon. Right. A fictional <laughs> cartoon. Right. And they kept trying to equate it to people would be up in arms if Princess Tiana was played by a white woman. And it's like, well, before you want to read. Right. So get it together before you want to read. <laughs> get it together before you want to read. Princess Tiana is based off a real person um, and is in a non-fictional space it may be a cartoon but it happens in new orleans like you can't do that at the end of the day i think that you know there the whole idea behind black ariel and all of this i think it kind of comes from a space of like are they making her black for the sake of making her black and i think that that's what a lot of people are coming from and number one if that is the case, so what? Right. Like, we need that visibility. We right. need to be able to kind of do that. And, you know, why Why can't they? I why, agree. Why, why can't they? If they have someone that they feel is strong enough to play the role, has the musical chops, has the acting, like, why can't it happen? Holly Bailey is a living, walking Disney character. If you've heard her sing and you see what she looks like, she is a Disney princess. Like, this is the perfect casting, in my opinion. So I'm excited and will be front row supporting this movie. I definitely will. Um, and, I, you know, because I've had a long history of, like, with these Disney remakes, of, like, whether or not if I'm feeling them right. or not, I'm actually getting really excited about Lion King now. Oh, um, interesting. How which is very different. Yeah, I mean, was not. Just a few weeks seeing, ago. You I was, was not for it. But not after seeing some of the. Um, the promo. After seeing some of the promo and, and some of the trailer, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually getting really excited for it. And so uh, I think. It's taken a while for Disney to kind of get it right and get on the right track with these remakes. And I think that this is another step in the right direction. I think the next few remakes are going to be really good. You've got The Lion King. You've got Mulan. Mulan looked dope. Mulan, Mulan is the the Asian epic adventure that I love, live, and breathe for. So I'm excited about that. And now you got Little Mermaid. Um, quick question. Who's the rest of your cast in The Little Mermaid? There's been a lot of like oh, gosh, people casting even. different actors and stuff. You know what? The only one that I was kind of adamant about and I thought would have been really strong is Charles Melton as Prince Eric. So if you are familiar with The Sun is also a star, the movie with oh. Yar Shahidi. Okay. Um, it's the, the male love interest in okay. that movie. Um, I think he would be great as Prince Eric. I don't think Prince Eric has to do any singing in the role. No. Because I was going to be like, I don't know if Charles can sing or not. But definitely, I think he would be um, a really great Prince Eric. As far as anyone else, 
I think that they're going to try to, you know, figure it out. I know that Lizzo did like a video to try to like do her bid as Ursula. Um, but they're going with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. We'll see exactly what that is. I yeah. thought I also thought Rebel Wilson would have been uh, someone Rebel to look at for that. Uh, Rebel can uh, Rebel has a little vocal. I'm over Rebel Wilson. She has a little vocal. I've never heard Melissa McCarthy sing. I haven't either. But she definitely so got the acting that chops. For um, but I like. I'm trying to think. I don't know. What about you? Um. So obviously, Halle Bailey as the Little Mermaid. I, I'm on board with your Charles Charles Melton or um, <laughs> my co-star in Thirteen Reasons Why. <laughs> um, he played. Uh, he was the Asian. He's the Asian guy in Thirteen Reasons Why. I forget his name, but I think his character's name was Zach or something like that. He would make a good Prince Eric as well. Okay. Um, and then a lot of people were saying that they wanted like Idris Elba to be King Triton. And then Terry Crews threw his hat in the ring to be King Triton. Okay. So that's also interesting. And then um, Ariel's sisters. That was the biggest kind of like area. And so people were throwing out names like Ariana Grande could be a sister. Obviously, Chloe needs to be a sister. Chloe, ha- Chloe Bailey, Hallie's okay. sister. She needs to be a sister. Um, and then just, you know, other songstresses and stuff like that because they have that song. In the movie, where all the sisters sing and everything at like the beginning. Okay, you remember I mean, that? No, you don't, I remember, don't that? remember that. Okay, cool, cute. Yeah. But anyways, that that's a thing that happens. Okay. Um, and then as far as Ursula goes, I think it would have been like if we're going this route, I would have loved to see a drag queen play the role. That's just me. I think um, the likes of a Ginger Minj or um, mm. what's the other girl's name, um, Darian mm-hmm. Lake. Or uh, just, I would have loved to seen a drag queen play in this role. Okay. Or it could have been, a, I mean, and those are two white drag queens, but it could have also been a black drag Latrice. queen. Um, Latrice. Latrice, yeah, yeah. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> Nina West. I could have seen Nina. Nina West actually already played Ursula on uh, off-Broadway production of Little okay. Mermaid. And she didn't do bad. Okay. She didn't do bad. I saw that. Nina West, is, there would have definitely been a good option as well. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It'll be exciting to see once they announce the cast a little bit more as they move forward. Okay. Cool. What, what else you got for Wu Child? Um, Wu Child, the next thing, Miss Catch Me Outside, Danielle Brigoli, has apparently <sighs> signed a $1 million publishing agreement. I'm going out and getting my, I'm getting everything that's owed to me. My yeah, deal, I'm just trying to figure out what am I doing? Because, I mean, like, what am I... So, Danielle has um, basically signed this $1 million publishing deal with Pulse Music Group. Um, so, if you don't remember, if you don't know exactly who we're talking about, we're talking about Miss... She's professionally known as Bad Baby. That's yeah. her, like, stage name. But it's spelled but she can't, weird. Yeah, B-H-A-D. Um, and then Baby, B-H-A-B-I-E. Um, Too many letters. A lot going on. <laughs> but she came into fame on from Dr. her Phil Dr. Show. Phil show. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was the one that was like, catch me outside. How about that? She was trying to fight somebody in the audience. Right. And of course, that song got made viral. It got made, that, that catchphrase got made viral into a song. Um, and I couldn't was tell really you popular. she has. I couldn't name one. And you know what? I couldn't either. But apparently, Pulse Music Group is here for it. Pulse Music Group. Um, handles other clients like uh, Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. Run the Jewels, um, Kevin Abstract, other you know other artists like that. But they have brought her on 
um, for this for this publishing agreement. And so we'll see exactly what kind of music is there. But I'm more so of like, is it that easy? Like apparently, I mean, I think a lot of these kids or acts or talents, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. um, it's this instant fame, but it's not gonna last. It definitely won't last, but so. it's definitely putting her in a space to, you know, she's going to be able to provide for her family and all of that, which is really, at the end of the day, what a lot of people want. Sure. Like, I want to be able to do things and live better. Um, and she's getting this platform. I have no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment at all. So I'm just please her. do not be surprised when y'all see my Instagram page start turning <laughs> out music and y'all start seeing me putting out records and hits. Because if she got $1 million publishing agreement, what can I do? Hit factory. So. Um, the last Wu Child I have clearly deals with Lil Nas X. Mm. He's been on everybody's mind. And lips and mouths lately. Um, if you don't know, <laughs> calm down. Ooh, not that my lips, calm, my mouth. Calm down. Um, so apparently, well, not apparently because that's don't do that. Yeah, yeah, you starting off wrong. very rude, very rude and patronizing. Cold so, pop is a equal opportunity. Abso- absolutely, LGBT. Absolutely. Q plus especially being a member of the community myself so let me we go. correct myself little Nas X came out as gay at the end of pride month great for him but now people are trying to say that like it was a stunt and it was to like sell more sell right. more streams and right. you know get more visibility and stuff like that and the reason why I say that is because Billboard or XXL magazine and some other people just posted that um uh, Old Town Road is now 14 week consecutive weeks at number one. And if he goes three more weeks and gets to uh, 17, then he'll surpass Mariah Carey as the longest running number one in history. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. And so now people are like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that was cute and all, but like, stop trying to break records now. Because you know, people, you know the Mariah stands. I mean, come of out. course, the lambs are not going to have the Lamely's not going to have it. Um, not the lamb. I will. I think this. This is what I will say about Lil Nas X. I'm glad um, that he's able to the success. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm. I'm totally great grateful for that. But I'm also glad that he's able to have this. Um, you know, this platform and to be able to come out and be okay with who he is. Now, what people are saying, it's not unheard of, right? And in my opinion, I'm not gonna name any names. I feel like it's been done before. I feel like people have, quote unquote, come out as stunts or as. Who are you referring to? I'm not, and like I said, <laughs> Cold Pop is the equal opportunity LGBTQ plus supportive environment. For me? I'm intrigued um, now. But I will definitely just t- say, um, oh. <laughs> I would definitely say that you know some people have done it um, as. As a stunt, do you know what that reminds me? Shows stunts, stunts, and shows and stunts. You know what that reminds me of. I just saw a video the other day of Laverne Cox and Angelica Ross. Oh, honey, from that TMZ. took me out. The T. That was a Wu. When I say moment. Laverne came for all her things, it was like and um, Angelica. They they were having fun. <laughs> no, Angelica was hyping Laverne up. Yeah. You can tell they've been drinking, and Angelica totally. was hyping her up. And they were talking about Lil Nas X. 
And Laverne was like, I wish more people in like the hip hop community would feel comfortable coming out. And here's Angelica. The Ooh. giggles. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, Ooh. And then somebody was what the the guy on the camera was like, Who are you talking? He was like, he's like, Are you saying um other people in the hip hop community yeah. are gay? And she was like, Girl, girl. everybody. She was like, girl. <laughs> everybody knows. Yeah, it was, that that clip did take me. And out. Angelica was hyping her up like something so funny and I that's what that reminded me of. That was totally a fun moment. I wanna know who she's talking about. Oh gosh. I don't know if we'll ever know. Like Everybody's said, talking about Drake. And you know what? Who knows at this point? You know? Um, I think what's important is that, you know, we're now we, we do have someone in in the game um has, who's, you know, <laughs> gonna have this platform and is and is owning this part of their identity. And has the number one song in the country fourteen weeks in a row. Yeah, where's the follow up? I couldn't even tell. Like I said, I couldn't even tell you a little Nas X song. It's gonna be another bad baby. <laughs> I couldn't bad, tell you another little Nas X song. Bad baby, gay or not. <laughs> um, that's all I've got for Wu Child. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and let's take a break right now. I need a refill, and then when we come back, we have a brand new segment for you. Stay here. Stay tuned into Cold Hot. All right, this. Is ad space. Feel free to like be a sponsor of the Cold Pop Podcast. Yeah, you don't need a lot to be a sponsor. You can donate alcohol, you can donate chicken, or you can just donate your time. Support us. Support your business. Support black business. If you're interested in an ad space, please contact us at at Pop Show on Instagram. Bye. And we're back. Hello. Hey, everyone. So, we have a brand new segment here for you today. Um... We wanted to pay tribute and pay homage to some really amazing programs and some things that we're seeing here, both in the city and all around the world. Uh, So we have a brand new segment called We See You. We See You. And this segment is reserved for people who are doing the damn thing, uh, whether it be community work, whether it be activism, but making the world a better place through their work. And... Today, I want to highlight a very special nonprofit. Uh, first things first, do you see my shirt? Change everything. Yes. Do you like it? I do. Yes. So, it to be um, I was, ooh, Shay, <laughs> don't do that. Um, so, I was actually, I bought this shirt uh-huh. um, as I was in Roosevelt Collection in Chicago. And basically, I stumbled upon a pop-up shop. Okay. And I came into the pop-up shop and... It was a lot of kids. Okay. I mean, kids everywhere. How old? Like teenagers. Okay. And cool. so a teenager comes to me Scary. and he's like, hello, how are you today? Da, 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 da. And starts the whole salesman pitch. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh. Okay. This is a complete pop-up shop ran by teens. teenagers. Okay. Young teenagers. So black teens. Oh. Um, it was all black teens when I was there. I'm not saying that this organization's only works with black teens, but it was all black teens when I was there. Okay. Um, which was really amazing to see how they have set this up 
Roosevelt Collection, which is a very nice place, a uh, very nice, um, it's, it's a very nice structure. And so they had a really beautiful setup, but chairs and shirts and apparel everywhere. Mm-hmm. But what this was is that this shirt actually is part of the Rise Collection, which is a clothing, um, which is a clothing line. And all of this comes out of the black ecosystem. Okay. So the organization is called the Black Ecosystem. The Black Ecosystem is a nonprofit organization that helps teens from Chicago's most troubled neighborhoods become entrepreneurs and stop violence through economic empowerment. So basically, this was a program in which they had students come design T-shirts um, as a part of the Rise Collection, had those T-shirts um, designed and printed and produced. And now that they are selling them um, everywhere. And so, of course, once I heard the mission, I was completely blown away and had to go make sure that I bought a shirt. I told Juwan to go up there and get a I shirt. I was telling everyone to go yeah. um, grab a shirt. And so making sure that people, you even though the pop-up shop is now closed, unfortunately, you could still go on to the Rise Collections website um, and look at what's available there. So if you go to www shoprise.org that's www.shoprise.org and you'll be able to see some of the shirts definitely this shirt as well as a couple of others that were designed and produced by students um so really amazing program and the black this is only one aspect of what the black ecosystem does and so you can also Google the Black Ecosystem Chicago and figure out a lot of the activism work that they're doing by this economic empowerment that they're putting through students. So now I want to do my Barbara Walters. So question first. Why is it so hard? What? Go ahead. (laughs) What? Have you seen that one where Barbara, she was like, what was it? It was... We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Off track. <laughs> Off track. Let me get back to what I'm talking about. So number one, all of the shirts are designed by black students. Most of the so or the I, like I said, I don't know if it's okay. only black students. When I got in there, it was all black students. And okay, so then question number two, the company who's printing these shirts, is that a black owned company? I don't know if that I I can't confirm or deny that either. Okay. Um, I would assume. Okay. But I can't confirm or deny. And then question number three: the proceeds that they get from this, where are they going to? So the students do get um a like a, a pop of the proceeds, uh-huh. um a cut of the proceeds, but then the rest of it goes back into funding the program. Okay. And does the student get to choose what they do with their portion of the proceeds, or does it go towards school? Does it go towards a scholarship? Is it something helping them in their academic studies, or is it just pocket change, or is it just money that they pocket and can do whatever they want with? Okay, you know what? It sounds like you need to go to www.shoprise.org and I told you out I was trying to get my Barbara yeah, Walters. Yeah, you have a lot of questions. It's my bar- I'm in interview gave, mode, and you should have provided these questions. I'm in interview mode, um, but the I'm not exactly live, I'm not exactly sure what they do with the proceeds, but I know the students do get a cut. Okay, I will go. It's funny when you always say the website, you always leave out a W. You know that? W. Two W's. It's W. I know. I always say two W's. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, I don't believe in that third W. Well, um, unfortunately, the internet does. Well, <laughs> and in order to get to a website, you're going to need that other W. I, I don't need it. With the HTTPS, PPS, colon, backslash, backslash, or forward slash, forward slash, whichever one it is. Um, No, this is a cool, let me, can I see the brochure? No, you cannot. Oop. You have to get your own. <laughs> okay. I'll go to the website. Um, 
did they give one final follow-up question? Did they give any information about when they would be doing another pop-up? They did t- no, so they did tell me because I think okay. that this is like the end of the this particular program. So like it oh. starts out with them designing and all that stuff, and then the final thing is their pop up shop. So yeah, so it's like a final project. Yeah, this is like their final. This is their this was their final thing, and so they okay. learned about you know how to sell like all of that right. and okay um, retail. So, so it's like a workshop and, as well to like. Mm-hmm. Give you real world experience, but also yes. creating your own design, owning the process from beginning to end. Yep. So you see right here, um, and I'm I'm actually going here and showing. I want one of these shirts. Exactly. Yeah. Go, please grab one um, and support this this cause. Awesome. But to the Black ecosystem and all the students that were a part of this, uh, we see you. We see you. Cool. Well, thank you for bringing that up. That was good. I, I, I'm definitely going to be checking out that website too. So. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, it is our pivotal segment that I like to call Fizz or Flat. Pivotal. We'll be right back. (laughs) So this is what we call an ad space. Yep. And your ad could go right here. So why not support Cold Pop Show and be a sponsor? Do you have an event? Do you have a business? Mm-hmm. Do you have something that you want to promote to the masses? Then leave an ad here. We're waiting for you. You don't need a lot of money, but we will take money. But you do need money. <laughs> but give us your ad. Give us your sponsorship. Yeah. Right here in this ad space of this break of Cold Pop. All right, and we're back with Cold Pop. Hello. Okay, guys, it's time for Fizz or Flat. Yes. Everyone knows that this is our main segment here on the show. Pivotal. Where we go... <laughs> Pivotal, exactly. Pivotal. Where we hit um, some of the biggest things going on in pop culture, and we give our ratings of whether they are Fizz or they're a Flat. Gotcha. So what do you have up first? Well, first up, I'm going to tell you it's an absolute fizz. I am addicted to this show and obsessed, and Zendaya needs all of her things. Euphoria, the TV show on HBO. Euphoria is dope. Absolute fizz for me. Yeah. And and for me, too. It's a really great show. I get nervous because, of course, I work with students, and I'm like... (laughs) Are y'all is this like what this? my students are going through? <laughs> you know, because to be honest, you know, That's there's a lot true. going on. And there's a lot going on that we didn't necessarily have right. to deal with when we were coming up. I would doing half of that um, stuff. And so on. it's really interesting to kind of see this very real, raw, inside look at what teenagers are battling with, doing, and going through. It is very raw. But I will say this. Um, it's very well casted. Um, Zendaya, I, it's great to see Zendaya in a more out of the box role that sure. isn't fantastical, that isn't Disney, and that isn't superhero. Because I know she's in Spider Man and stuff like that. This is very raw, and I think what was it? One episode three really got to me when, especially mm-hmm. the end of the episode when she was like banging yeah. on the door for Fez to let her in. Yeah, I was like, that's Emmy nomination right there, like. All in itself. Like, I think if she keeps, if she brings that for the rest of the season, she's got to have an Emmy nomination. Yeah. For those who haven't watched, Euphoria basically chronicles the life of a high school student, Rue, Rue. who is 17 years old and recently is coming out of rehab after a drug overdose. 
Um, so the show basically follows her struggles with sobriety mm -hmm. as well as other students at her school that are having their own struggles with identity, relationships, um, relationships sexual discovery, um, and sexual everything, promiscuity. Everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. It's a really... Um, like I, I keep saying, the word raw keeps just coming up because how real they are about certain situations and they're pulling no punches. Um, so like, I think one of the things that kind of really locks you in before each, I think before every episode, it's like graphic nudity, graphic violence, graphic. Yeah. It's a teenage drama with very adult themes. Very much so. But like it works. Yeah. It works. Um, and I mean, everyone seems that it is a hit. So if you haven't heard, it's already been renewed for season two. Yep. And that's, you know, once again, only a couple of episodes out the gate. We're at this point now of them already being renewed. So there is some really great buzz around the series. Um, Drake is an executive producer on the series. I thought he series. was a music producer. Yeah, he's an EP too. Oh, he's an EP too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is, uh, it's like I said, it has a lot of hands in it, but it's it's really good stuff that's coming out um, on, on the screen. I, I'm seeing this theme of um, artists, well-known artists who are, getting into the TV realm as like the musical producers or at some capacity because again you have Solange Knowles with Insecure yeah. and like curating all that music and now you have Aubrey Graham with Euphoria Child curating Drake, all of that. Drake. Another fun fact though, um Storm Reed, who plays Rue's sister. Yep. She just um it was announced today that she's gonna be the star of Suicide Squad too. What's that is what fun fact. I don't know. Her role's not being um revealed yet but it's just okay, saying storm. that storm just landed a role in suicide squad too so okay that'll be very interesting shout out to these young black actors who are snagging these roles like this is awesome for me this is black renaissance at its finest good stuff so um total fizz though what do you got yes um the next thing for oh fizz for me as well okay cool. uh so moving forward the next thing that i saw earlier i think this <laughs> week or uh, late, last late week. Late last week. Um, I'm really excited for it. Is the Black Lady Sketch Show? Yes. Um, that's going to be coming to HBO. Yeah. Um, so get ready for the first sketch comedy series that's written, produced, and performed by Black women. Um, so HBO is coming to this. At the helm is Robin Thede, who's Thede. done Thede. Yeah, Robin. Thede. Okay, Thede, who's done a couple of different projects. Um, some of the stuff that she's done, I didn't really like. I know that she's written for um, Real ha Real Husbands of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, she's she, done some stuff with Larry Wilmore. Yes. Um, for, um, when Larry Wilmore had his the Tonight, uh, not the Tonight Show, but the Late Show on the, Comedy yeah. Central, mm -hmm. and she's also the first African American woman to be a writer for late night t TV. Dope. Then she also had her own show on BET that didn't do well. But I think the reason why it didn't do well because BET did not promote it. I know she also worked on the Queen Latifah show yeah. as well. So um, some really great stuff. She's at the helm of this. And but also starring in she's, it. Yeah, she's, at, she's in it. But then also has some really great um, people coming in. So Quinta. Quinta Bronson. is from like the BuzzFeed videos. She started and with Vine. A large. And like yeah. um, her as well as um, Gabrielle from, um, she was on The Game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's her name? Talking. I don't remember her name, but I know what you're. That was oh, the, that's the only person I was going to. And then uh, Gabrielle Dennis. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Gabrielle Dennis. Yeah, yeah. And then Ashley Nicole Black is the last one. Yeah. And I, the reason why I know Ashley Nicole Black is because I watched Samantha B. And she was a correspondent on Samantha B. Okay. And then when she left, I was like, where's she going? But did not yeah. realize this is what she was going to do. Yeah, so if you haven't heard of it, please go look at the trailer. It's going to have this amazing cast, but then also lots of amazing uh, guest stars. All of Black Hollywood. So just, yeah, just <laughs> to run down the list for you. Angela Bassett, David Allen Greer, Laverne Cox, um, Tia Maori, Patti LaBelle, Lena Waithe, Amber Riley, Yvonne Orji, Loretta Devine. Gina Torres, Little Rail, Jermaine Fowler, Dion Cole, Natasha Rothwell, Marseille Martin, Larry Wilmore, um, Yvette Nicole Brown, Kelly Rowland, and Issa Rae. I will be watching. Yeah, definitely. So this is definitely getting a fizz for me. What about you? It is a total fizz. All right, cool. Um, the next up, we have the Charlie's Angels reboot. Um, I didn't realize that it was a movie. I thought it was a TV series until I got to the end of the trailer and they were like, oh, it's a movie. Um, it's starring Kristen Stewart, um, the Aunt. girl from Aladdin who played Jasmine, and then this Aunt. other girl that I don't know, um, and, um, Elizabeth Smart? What's her name? No. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Smart? The no. girl got kidnapped? <laughs> she got, is she getting kidnapped on the show? No, 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 no. What is her name? Elizabeth. She played, um, Rita in the Power Rangers. Um, I don't know. Elizabeth something. Banks. I, yes. Thank you. She's uh, Bosley. She's playing Bos the Bosley no, character. The trailer out. didn't look bad, it's but out. I'm it's like, no for me, dog. what's with all of these reboots? Like, It's cool for what it was, but it's no for me, dog. Are they trying to like pan to a younger audience? I don't know. It's definitely more... It's For me, um, uh, what was it? Cameron D and Destiny. Right. Char that's my Charlie's Angels. Is this Lucy Lou with my girl Drew? Is this gonna be made for TV movie? No, it's a going to theatrical Netflix. release. No, ma'am. Theatrical release. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> listen. I don't it know. Is a theatrical release. Um, more details to follow. They just released the first trailer. Like I said, it didn't look bad, but I'm not mm -mm. sold on it. I'm from the names that you've already listed. I'm I'm already out. Like oh, okay, I'm I'm already kind of taken out. And now, that's fair. Of course, let me look at the trailer, and I will right. definitely be able to give you a final. But this is definitely false flat for me. This is a flat for me, but with potential to be a fizz if I see another trailer and get a more in depth look, or if I read up a little bit more about this. I just don't understand why they're doing a reboot to this franchise and like i said i think even if you were going to do a reboot like this is a very young cast like that's what i'm saying like are they trying to appeal well, they're to not teenagers that young. come on all of these girls are at least mid-20s or older so mm, okay. not necessarily teenage not I, I think kristen stewart is in her 30s hell probably so but like i don't yeah I, it's an open me dog i'm sorry okay. yeah well like i said it's a flat for now Okay. Um, what else? So, one of my favorite shows, um, I and you know, I come from the TGIT um, world, and so, you know, we lost Scandal, and now to learn that How to Get Away with Murder is going to be here for its sixth and final season. Mm -hmm. um, this definitely comes as a shock to me. Okay. Um, I am not ready to say goodbye. 
And um, it's hard to say goodbye, my love. Hey. It's hard to see you cry, my love. Come on. Hey. Hard to uh because we ain't got the rights to we that. Don't. So go ahead. Comment down. I'm not so surprised. Give. Okay. And the reason why I say that, and I think because I think she's doing the right thing like she did with Scandal, go out on top. I think... Grey's Anatomy should have been over with at least five seasons ago. For sure. And they're in, what, like season 18 now? Like, that should have been done. And I think prior to um, them starting both of these franchises, in the words of uh, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, I think Shonda had a conversation with um, Kerry Washington and Viola and was like, rolling under, and they were like, I only want to do this many seasons. And, mm. like, they had a conversation about how many seasons they were going to do, and that was going to be that. So, I think she already had a planned story arc, and that encompassed a certain amount of, a select amount of seasons, and they've reached that. And I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that we could have kept going, to be honest with you. I how think, many more times are we going to get away with murder? I mean, at some point, we got somebody going to get caught. There's a lot of people doing it every day. And I think that's fine. I think that... that I think that the show could have went to that, and it may still go to that. Like, we don't know what will happen in the sixth and final season, but there could be some people who do get caught and don't get away with murder. I feel like that there, I feel like this show had a little bit more life left in it. Uh Um, And I don't think, like, I think once we got to the scandal, that it was, it was definitely time to go. What did scandal make it to? Seven seasons? Seven or eight or something like that. But I don't. I feel very differently about this show. I think that we still had a few more season, a few more good seasons left. And so this does come at a little bit of a surprise. And maybe, you know, what you said was right, is that they don't want to get to that grace or to that scandal mm-hmm. place. And we do want to, we want to go out on top. I think with both, and I keep equating this to scandal because I feel like these shows kind of worked in parallel. Um, with scandal, I feel like there are pivotal moments with both shows. With Scandal, one that I guess didn't work against them, like when Columbus Short was kicked off the show, the show still moved on very precisely. Yeah, it was done. I think it was done early enough. However, I will never forgive How to Get Away with Murder for Killing Killing Wes. Like that. When I say, and I honestly, I didn't really watch all of last season, so there's that. But like, it it was so out of it was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was really good, but. It was so out of a left field that I wasn't expecting it that, like, I mourned. Like, I mourned a fictional TV okay, character so for, like, a week. We're going to put you on prayer list. But I'm sure I'm not the only one because, like, it was, I was so shocked that they killed off the main character. Well, I mean, a lot of shows do that, more. But, like, you weren't, like, this, the way, and that, this is a testament to good-ass writing because you weren't expecting it. You definitely were not. And I just I was devastated, and after that I just I couldn't recover. I couldn't recover. No, I am still a huge uh, fan, and so I don't know how to feel about this sixth and final season. I don't know if it's great that they're leaving out on top, or if it's you know we still had a few good seasons left. I don't know what to to watch and see. So we'll see exactly. Stay tuned. So wait, are you giving this? That's why I say I don't know to give it a fizz or flat or 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 not. I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn, and I'm heartbroken. This is I'm doing song association torn in between. Okay, yeah, two. we are. We're gonna do song. Yeah, you've really been wanting to sing, so we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, do. You have a song in your heart, and I just need and, to let it out. Yeah, so we're gonna do that a little bit later. I'm gonna give it a fizz because I agree with the matter of going out on top. You don't want things to drag on too long and people get tired. Um, so I'm giving this a fizz. The only way that this is going to get a fizz for me, Pete. Shonda, 
You talking about Pete Nowak? Yeah, Pete Nowak, Shonda Rhimes, Connor, and Ollie need to have a baby in season six. And if that happens, I will. I'll say okay. They got married in season five. They're married. They? Okay. Who died? But they need to have a baby. And who died in season five? Bonnie's boot thing. Who was that? Um, Matt from Nip Tuck. Oh, really, Asher? No, Matt from Nip Tuck. So go back to Nip Tuck. Oh, the Matt, other uh, he was like the assistant, assistant DA. DA. Oh. Right. Okay. He died. Okay. The, the reason why I said Asher because his actor's name is Matt McGorry. So no, not Matt, Matt McGorry. And not, I was like, what? Not okay. uh, Daya's baby daddy from Orange Is the New Black. I was like, they have to kill off another main character. Like, I can't take it. No. Okay. Okay. But it ended with Laurel being basically kidnapped. Like, we don't know where she's at. Good child. Okay. Wasn't her baby kidnapped at the fifth season? Child, I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, moving on. Okay. Another topic really quickly. Stranger Things, season three. I'm giving this a total fizz. I watched the whole season over the 4th of July holiday. Oh, wow. It's, really, it's only eight episodes. Okay. It's really good, though. It's really good. The writing um, is pretty on point. And I think what makes it a really good show is because the direction that they took, they split, it's a very, they added more members to the cast. Mm -hmm. um, And then they split the cast up into like groups of three. And so like the, the overarching narrative, they chopped it up and gave each group a piece of the puzzle and sent them on a journey. And then as we get out to go out go throughout the season, they start putting their pieces together metaphorically okay. and solving. Also, I don't know if you remember from season two, Lucas, the black boy, yeah. his sister, his little sister, she has a much bigger role this season. And I am very, very happy about it. She's perfect. Okay. She has, she is like, she comes in see episode three and she's like in it for the rest of the season and has a very prominent role. Cool. And she's funny. She's smart. Her character is funny. Her character is smart. Her character's a nerd, but, like, also super sassy and, like, has a potty mouth. And so, like, it's perfect. And mm -hmm. her name's Erica. And, like, the best line is she's, like, blackmailing these people. And she was like, this is America, and you can't spell America without Erica. And, like, shut shit down. And I was like, okay, <laughs> she's dope. Okay. So, total fizz for me. Well, cool. I haven't seen it. Um, the kids are getting big. They they're, they're getting They're growing up. Puberty's starting to hit. But it works with the narrative. So they're okay. writing that because kids grow. Yeah. And so they're writing, they're, they're staying true to life. And so it works because now they're experiencing girls and ah. that causes some conflict okay. this season. And so they're working that into the show. And yeah. I think they're doing it pretty flawlessly. Cool. Well, you know, I'm glad that we're having a TV moment. I'm really glad that we're having a TV moment. I know I told you pretty early on that, you know, I wasn't really here for summer movies. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, I know, because if you go back, if you go back a couple episodes, I talked about how I really didn't like summer movies or whatever, but summer 2019 movies have been trash. There's been nothing Not that has come up. Not all of them. You know what? Actually, and if you don't believe me, the Huffington Post also seems to think so, too. So you should go read their article, because they said exactly, basically, what I said Which is? about summer 2019 being very stale and on the movie front. But we're having a lot of good TV moments. So we have Stranger Things. We have um, Euphoria. Euphoria going Pose. on. Pose. Handmaid's Tale. Mm -hmm. And Big Little Lies, child. Big Little, Lies. Big Little Woo! Lies. Let me tell you something. 
And from what I they hear, totally Meryl get a fist for me. Shutting shit down over there. You know what? Meryl is trying to shut shit down, but Meryl got shut down by Nicole Kidman okay. last week. Okay, that's she got her I mean. ass shut, <laughs> literally shut the fuck down. I'm gonna have to go watch. Um, I need to. I need to watch season one, so I'm gonna have to catch up. When I tell you, she literally got shut physically shut down, and I okay. was like, Oh, really? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my list for this. So coming Big weekend. Little Lies definitely gets a fizz for me. TV this summer gets a total fizz for me. And I don't agree about the summer move. The what movie? Twenty nineteen. What movie? Um, Avengers Go. Endgame was really huge. Yes. Okay. Aladdin what what, was, time, what what month did that come out? In May. That's not summer technically. May is not summer. Memorial nope. Day is in nope. May. It's not. It is. No. And Memorial summer, Day. When does is, summer start? Uh, June twenty first. Okay, <laughs> I'm not doing this. So okay, I'm right. not doing this with you. Memorial Day is an unofficial start to summer. No, it's not. And summer Avengers solstice. Ki- okay, you're right. June 21st. You're right. It's been very dry. So we're talking about just summer movies. Summer movies. It's been dry. Marcus. Well, Spider Man just came out. I went to go see that. I didn't like it. What about Toy Story Four? Hell no. I, will, I haven't seen both of the, either of those yet. But I, I want seen to. Two, I saw Toy Story One, and that's the only one that matters. Well, you're missing out. Toy Story Three was the shit. I don't think I saw that. Um, the Lion King is about to come out. Like I said, we're going to go see movie. that. I'm excited for it, but we'll see. And then there's some other movies coming out at the end of summer before what? Labor Day. I don't remember. What? Names. Go. <laughs> <laughs> go this hotel, that hotel, this I know, one, I don't like. I, like boom, I'm telling boom. you, it's been dry. Okay. And if you agree with me, let Marcus know at Cold Pop Show um, on Instagram. And if you agree with me, leave a comment on there and say you agree with Marcus. So, no, I think there's been some... I don't want to say every movie this summer has been a hit, because clearly it's not. But there have been some decent movies, some good movies this summer. No. Anyways. All right. So, let's wrap this up then. Let's wrap it up. So, thank you so much for listening. As always, feel free to follow us on Instagram, like Trim was just talking about. Are we about. doing any important takeaways from this episode? Oh, oh. Okay. What are your important takeaways? From My important episode? takeaway is that it's always important to go out on top. I think the more that you linger, sometimes you diminish your return. Mm. Ask Joe Biden. I don't think he should be in the race. I think Ooh. he should have went out on top with Barack, and now he's diminishing his return. Okay, so you can't bring something like this at the very end of the show. I absolutely can. I absolutely can. Okay, we're going to definitely continue mm. this I absolutely conversation. Can but I think it's very important to go out on top and know, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Okay. That's my takeaway. Got you. For me, it is to really lean into whatever your passion is. If bad baby Danielle Brigoli can get $1 million from Pulse Music Group, what is stopping you from writing that film? What is stopping you from putting out that album? What is stopping you from going out on that audition, going for that job, going for that man? You better preach. Any of that. So don't let the fear of rejection or anything stop you. Go out for what you want because at the end of the day, what's yours will be yours. What's destined to be yours will be yours. Come on. Say that. All right. Now, can we wrap it up? We can wrap it up now. <laughs> um, once again, as always, go ahead and follow us on our Instagram at Cold Pop Show. 
yes, Cold Pop Show on Instagram. And follow me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram and Trenton RD on Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram and Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end and the same on Twitter. Leave us a comment, like, subscribe, subscribe to our SoundCloud channel, subscribe to our iTunes um, page where Cold Pop will be posting a lot more cool stuff. We've got some good bonus features coming up, some good games that you're going to see, and hopefully some good on online content if Trent will ever get up off his lazy you-know-what and do his social media job. Please, guys. This is this is me doing my social media job. Share us on your social media yes. as well. Yes. You know, give us Visibility. a shout out. Let us know. Tag us in some things. Let people know what you're listening to. Yes. Um, and bring someone else in. Don't be stingy. Share the pop with someone else. <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening to cold pop we'll see you all next week bye